We are I. I draw inspiration from, you know, some pretty unique places and I seen one this morning. You know, when I scroll through social media, I find that there's there's some value to me in social media for the things that come my way. And I guess it's, you know, algorithm specific as I search these things. They just kind of end up in my feed now. But I realize one thing about the algorithm, I guess I'm going to kind of go off on a little tangent here, is that if you don't keep searching for the stuff that you like, it almost seems like it or if you don't keep clicking on the things that you like, it almost seems like it filters them slowly out of your feed and replaces it with other shit that makes no sense. And I've I've really noticed this with with Facebook over you know the last maybe six months. And I don't know whether it was the same issue before, but it really seems like it's an issue now where I have to constantly engage with the things that I want to see and if I just don't engage at all, it wipes all those things from my feed that I actually do want to see. And it's like, why? Like, why? But anyway, drawing inspiration. So I like to glorify how things once were. And I know a lot of people like to to glorify this and romanticize about how things once were, thinking that they were so much better than, and, you know, when you're the type of person I think that's willing to be able to put in work in life, it's really easy to romanticize how things once were because you're willing to do the work. The work is what the people did. And that's what people say is like, well, things were so much harder back then. It's like, yes, people had to work harder back then, but you know, your word was your bond. You know, you had roots in your community. There was a lot more smaller rural communities, you know, people relied upon each other more. If you take a lot of those core fundamental principles of what really made up the fabric of life, what really made up the morals and the ethics and the principles of life of what people lived by, if you take that and you superimpose it on what we have today for opportunity, like Proper housing, running water, you know, sanitary systems, food, you know, education. If you superimpose those onto these, it's like, fuck, that's a good life. You know, because you have that argument from people saying like, well, people didn't live as long back then, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm not saying every aspect of life back then was great. People saying like, well, they didn't have running water. They didn't have flushing toilets. They didn't have reliable electricity or electricity at all. It's like, yeah, I understand. When people like me romanticize life of what was, it's not for the things that were shitty. It's for the things that were great because it's a part of the moral fabric, the ethical fabric of life. That's what people like me are saying that they miss. It's like, yes, I love to work hard, but do I love to work hard for the the images that I get on, you know, social media? 
because these are the images that I get. I love old mining history. I love old forestry history, logging history. Like I, I love seeing old farming history. I love to see these things. I love to see these things because the pictures scream accomplishment. The the pictures scream accountability. The the pictures scream hard work. When you I looked at a photo yesterday of and the caption was, you know, multiple families, you know, pose in front of the mine shaft, which where these men work day in and day out. And I was thinking, I'm like, fuck, you know, like this was from like the early 1800s. You know, so you're talking 100 years ago, not that far in our distant past. But it's like these men, they were they were proud to be able to do these work, this work to some extent. I'm not saying they loved it. I'm not saying they enjoyed it. I'm not saying that, you know, it it got them up every day with enthusiasm. Obviously not. But these people worked tirelessly, day in and day out. More likely than not seven days a week. More likely than not just heinous hours and heinous working conditions. These people did that. They weren't fucking talking about trans bullshit, fucking Black Lives Matter bullshit, White Lives Matter bullshit, climate change bullshit, Hunter Biden's fucking bullshit, border crisis bullshit, you know, like... Fukushima nuclear power plant waste disposal bullshit. All of these things. They weren't talking about any of this shit. They had their own local issues for sure. But they were so fucking distracted by hard, meaningful work and wanting to be a part of a a community. Fitting in. A lot more social pressure to be a good person than what there is today. There's honestly like a lot more social pressure to be able to air quotes express yourself, which it seems like a lot of people hijacked in life now just to be a fucking asshole or just to be a fucking piece of shit. You know, like when did expressing yourself get hijacked by that class of people? I think it's just because it's the slow evolution of that mentality that, yes, of course, if you're allowed to be able to express yourself, there'll be people who just dip their toes into those waters and be like, well, if expressing myself is laying around on the couch all day and doing fucking nothing and exploiting the social services and the social safety nets that we have in place now for legitimate people who are actually struggling as a portal to be able to get to a place where they can be strong again, there's going to be people who are going to do that. And there's going to be people who are going to going to expose themselves in that environment to how shitty they can be because we've seen that in Canada with CERB payments. People have millions of fucking dollars claiming CERB payments because, you know, it's free money from the government because they own their own business so that they can stop paying themselves to be able to justify collecting these CERB payments or deferring mortgages or anything along those lines. And you've seen that because I've seen that. I know people who did that. What about all the people that CRA is going after now that just didn't, ha- their income wasn't affected at all. They just said, hey, fuck it, I'm going to apply for these things. And even then the government said that if you do this, you will get approved for it. But don't think that you you owe or that we owe you that money or we should give you that money. We will come after you to get it back. And they're doing that now and people are upset. And it's like, how in the fuck are you upset about this shit? 
I also seen a picture this morning from the Pacific Northwest. That one uh, with the mining was from Colorado. And I seen one this morning where they were talking or they showed this picture of there's probably 10 or 15 loggers from the forestry industry in the Pacific Northwest here didn't specifically say where in the Pacific Northwest just said Pacific Northwest. So I assume probably, you know, like Oregon, Washington, BC, somewhere along in there. And it was this tree that was falling over. Obviously, because these gentlemen had cut it down 30 feet in diameter. They're all sitting on top of it. And they're all very proud. Now, do I like how they cut down all these old growth trees? No. You know, do I agree with that side of it? No, absolutely not. Do I wish that I could bear witness with my own eyes to the majesty of a forest full of these fucking trees? 100%. I absolutely do. Because the one thing I do know is speed that up 100 years, those trees would more likely not still be here. And I walk around in these forests in the Pacific Northwest hiking, and I see these stumps from where they cut down. I can only imagine what it would have been like to walk around in a forest full of these trees. It'd have been incredible. However, the one thing I do know is that these fucking guys who cut these trees down to be able to chip away at the fucking trunk, to be able to put in those planks that they stand on, they're standing on these like two by six or two by planks, probably two by planks. And with these crazy fucking handsaws, super sharp, huge teeth, but just push and pull, push and pull, push and pull. I'm sure there's a specific name for these saws that I'm just completely unaware of. And ironically, I have one at home just as like for nostalgia's sake. But it's like even after the presumable fucking hours, who knows, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they chewed through these trees in no time with these saws. But the presumable hours it would take to fall one of these trees. Well, can you imagine the thunderous boom one of these trees would hit with the ground that was just awe-striking? But all this only represented this, this hours of work to be able to get to this incredible thunderous boom only represented the amount of work that now had to be done. This tree needed to be limbed, and you can almost guarantee that the fucking limbs on this tree were like the size of normal trees nowadays for the most part, and they were. Absolutely, because I see trees in the forest right now with limbs on them that are like, you know, incredibly thick in diameter. And these trees aren't even as big as what these other ones are that I'm talking about right now. Not only after that it's all limbed, then it needs to be cut up in sections and it needs to be dragged to the closest waterway. You know, and some of this was done by horse, some of this was done by cables and pulleys and this and that but it's like this is hard fucking work really hard work and i love to see that like i just i love to see like that this is what human beings are capable of because could you imagine being in a gold mine shaft a copper mine shaft any of these mine shafts working in these mines digging and pounding mine like can you imagine how your joints would feel being on the end of a sledgehammer and being at the end of a pickaxe, chipping away at a fucking mountain. Can you imagine how fucking wrecked your muscles would feel? 
you know, hand sawing down these trees, fucking dragging these trees, dragging cables, dragging fucking come along systems, fucking putting on belts onto these archaic motor systems to be able to turn these pulleys. Never mind the fucking walking around up and down these mountains and going to and from work, living in shitty camps with next to fucking no food. Like, can you imagine? It's just unbelievable. It's, it's awe striking. Actually, what capabilities human beings do have and how human beings can adapt. Because could you even for a second take some of these guys who are doing this shit and you jack these guys up on fucking stem cells. You get these guys fucking pumped up with a little bit of testosterone and you give them great quality food. Great quality food. And you say to those guys, you only get this if you do this work and if you go outside of this work, you're just going to be back to the same fucking shit, scavenging life to be able to live life. And you know those people at Value because that's why they're there working seven days a week in these heinous hours every single day is because they have the opportunity to be able to do this and get this little bit of money. So you give them resources on top of that to be just a fucking super athlete. Give them proper conditions to be able to get a good sleep in. Give them access to nice, good, clean, fresh drinking water. Give them access, you know, you don't need sauna or an ice bath because you're outside in the fucking heat and they're obviously probably bathing in the river systems that they're putting these logins to some extent. But it's like, can you imagine if these people, these people who work these mines, you know, these families, you know, who everybody in my generation played the the Oregon Trail, that old school video game. Like, could you, and there's those people who were real. That concept came from these real human beings who did this. Can you imagine these loggers? Can you imagine these shipbuilders? Can you imagine these people? If they had proper resources like what we had today with the mindset they had back then, that's why people like me glorify those people in those times. Because we're living in the with the resources we have today, but we connect with the mentality, the the philosophy, the code, the ethics, the morals, the the work ethic, the power. We connect with it once was, and we want a, a place in a community where we can combine all of these things and live life like that. That's why we glorify it. That's why it becomes sexy. That's why we romanticize it. It's because of that. It's feeling and connecting with the best parts of both environments. Because people like me, it's baked into our DNA. It's baked into who we are as a, as a person. Our thought process, our physical process, our emotional process. It's baked into it all. Because we are those people from back then. It's inside of us because it's only a hundred years ago. You have to think about like this is like one and a half generations of people ago. If you live to to seventy, and we're only talking about a hundred years ago. Think like right now, that is my dad and me ten years ago. Like that's crazy. Like that's fucking crazy. So. It's a little bit of food for thought. A little bit of something to go back and live about your day today and just gain some perspective and and think about what all that means to you. And think about the person 
Think about the people, the families. If they had the resources of today, the mentality of 100 years ago. 